Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. However, we are calling an audible. When you have Bernie Federko come in studio, we've got to get this gentleman on with us. Bernie, thanks so much for coming in today. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, we'll get back into bed or forget it here in just a minute. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit of blues. What have you thought so far of this blue season and what they've been able to do going through all these injuries? Well, it's been tough. <laughs> I think that's to say the least. Uh, uh, actually, they're hanging in. though. I, I, you know what? They're in a matter of they right now. They're treading water, and I think they're doing a good job with that. But, I mean, you can't ever convince me that you, anybody could have guessed that you would have so many good players out. I mean, I don't want to call everybody's a good player, but when you've got your top guys that are out, as many as they have uh, right now, I mean, guys like Schwartz, I mean, you lose uh, Thomas, you leave, you know, Pareko, uh, Tarasenko hasn't played yet. So, I mean, when you, um, Bozak's out, so when you, I mean, put the whole list together, it's pretty fascinating that they've really been able to even keep their heads above the water. So, I mean, the fact that they're four games over 500, I think they're doing a good job with it. I think uh, uh, the teams that they are expected to beat, they need to beat even without those guys. And I think they showed that the last couple of nights, uh, you know, beating San Jose it was a crazy game. And last night was a little uh, scary, a little too uncomfortable at the end of that game. But, hey, the two points are in the bank down. I think that's the most important. Bernie, you've been around the game forever. Have you ever seen a team this decimated by injuries to key guys? No, key guys. I think that's the whole thing, Jeremy. Is uh, the when you when you think about. I mean, everybody goes through injuries every year, but uh, not when you see the quality players that you you know these key players that are. I mean, it's the offense too. I mean, you lose the offense and key pieces of the offense. Uh, I mean, everybody at one point in time, as I always say, is whether you play junior or you played college, probably at one point in time you were. Uh, one of the better players that you were actually a scorer. So now all of a sudden, though, if you've been in the minors or where you've been, uh, you really have not been scoring at the rate that you're supposed to be scored. Now they're asking you to do something that you really haven't done for a few years. So it's not, you know, uh, it's not impossible, but it's, it's highly improbable that you can really get to that point really quick. So I think that's what's very, very difficult right now. But then, I mean, you look at a guy like Sanford just has stepped it up now the last couple of games. Uh, you know, McEachern scores a goal. I mean, you, you know, the kid comes in, Joshua last night scores a goal. So um, trouble is, it's it's hard to get those guys to, to be consistent at, at, a, at a high level for a long time. I think I mean, that's the issue that I think the Blues are finding themselves in right now. Even some of the veterans have stepped up in that way. I mean, you saw last night, finally, we've been asking for it for a while. Zach Sanford getting a little bit of a net front presence for them. You've had Marco Scandella with the two goal game on Saturday. That's been awesome to see. Speaking of the Saturday night game, I did want to ask you about the Jordan Bennington situation as he's leaving the ice. Did that almost feel a little bit like a throwback type of a situation there? What did you think of Bennington leaving the ice? I loved what he did. I mean, I, I think that he's a fiery guy. I mean, anybody that knows him, that's kind of the way he is. He's sarcastic. He's fiery. And, you know, and in the old days, that probably wouldn't have been a good idea because someone <laughs> would have started a brawl. I mean, it would have been all out, uh, you know, it, it would have been, it would have got really ugly, I think it would have been. And then I think in our day, if that happened with a goaltender, you always would say, okay, you started it. You can't get punched at all because you got a mask on, so don't do stuff like that. 
that. But I think in the, in the day and age that we're living in now, it really doesn't matter. I think what he did was great. Uh, I think he he uh, uh, got his message across, and I think he really did. As the guys say, he fired up the bench. I mean, whether or not it had anything to do with them winning that game or not, but I think that they, uh, for what he has done for this for this team, I think they owed him to say, okay, we're going to kill this penalty off, which was questionable that he should have even got a penalty. What did he really do? I mean, yeah, I guess it was unsportsmanlike conduct what he did, but I think we see a lot of that in the game. But I think it was good. I, I, I think he did. He fired up the guys, and, and I think it, he needed maybe some rest now, and it, I think this was was a really good couple of nights for him because Huso came in, played well, won the game, and all of a sudden uh, he gets a night off last night. Huso wins another game last night, so he'll probably be ready and ready to go tomorrow night when they are back in Anaheim. Number 24, we saw you at practice the other day. We were watching uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, and he's on this road trip with the St. Louis Blues. A six-game trip. They've played two. There's four chances left for Tarasenko to uh, to get on the ice. It looks like with three games and four days coming up, I don't know if they squeeze him into one of these. Maybe they wait to that last game of the trip Monday uh, the eighth. Do you think we'll see him like Craig Bruby said? And and if so, what can we c- expect from Vladimir Tarasenko? Yeah, I think we'll see him. I mean, I, just watching him. I mean, he's shooting the puck and skating as well as he could. I mean, he hasn't really been in any uh, of the physical play yet. And uh, you know what? what the way the, the league is right now, though, I, I don't think there is that much physical play, and he can avoid that if he really needs to. But yeah, I, I expect that he probably will play on the weekend. I don't think he'll play tomorrow yet. I think that the, these you know next few days of of skating and, and getting some physical contact in practice will will probably work. But I expect to see him probably Friday or Saturday. And then I wouldn't be safe if he plays Friday or Saturday. He's going to play Monday. So I think that we'll probably see him for two games, but uh, he looks good um, from what I understand. I mean, his rehab has gone really well. I mean, it's going to be six months now already that uh, since the injury took place, since the surgery took place. So uh, there's no reason you got to get him in sooner or later. And I think this is probably a good time to get him in. They're on the road. Uh, they play well on the road. And I think he would probably be a boost for the team, too, uh, when they really need him. Hockey Hall of Famer Bernie Federko joining us in studio. We always appreciate his time. Bernie, last question that I had for you. I always enjoy asking this to former players. Who's your favorite guy to watch, whether it be a current blue, um, somebody else that's around the league right now? Who's the guy that when Bernie Federko is sitting at home, you just you love watching him? He's worth the price of admission for you. Um, I would, pro- well, I mean, I think everybody loves to watch Connor McDavid play. Uh, he, he gets, he's, he's absolutely amazing, but I, I think Nathan McKinnon is the best player in the league. I love watching him. I like the way he spins. I like all the little things that he does. Uh, he's one of those players too, that is not involved to get, you know, not afraid to get involved mm-hmm. with, with the physical stuff. He gets in there and I mean, he's, he, he, he's probably the most fun player in the league to watch. Although I guess people would argue with that, that McDavid's pretty spe- special too. But I think any of those guys that got the, the speed and the, and the skill and, and, and the know-how and the drive and desire. I mean, that's what I think about McKinnon. I think he's a bulldog. I love the way he plays. You know, I think he's a little more feisty than McDavid is, and I think that's why I like him probably more than anybody else. He's Hockey Hall of Famer Bernie Federko. Jerry, you got one more? Yeah, just BK. I, I spent a couple years with him uh, writing this book. He'll never get those years back uh, on his life. <laughs> and uh, I always call him Bernie. I always call him the most down-to-earth superstar I've ever met in my life. I grew up watching blues hockey. You know, little did I know I'd end up covering the blues, let alone sitting in uh, his living room. And I just want people to know you've got a treasure here in St. Louis. I know people already know that, but just here to to confirm it. And Bernie, just tell people how much fun you had writing that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Jeff, for your comments. But you know what? 
When I it, it was a well, it was more work for you, but it, it was it was kind of one of those things that I'm glad I did it. But it was a lot of work. We spent a couple of years, and I mean, you forget a lot when you get old, <laughs> and I forgot an awful lot. And we had to call a lot of people, and you know, you try to make it interesting. I mean, there's probably, I mean, a lot of things that we left out now because I mean, after the fact, you read it, you say it, you said, "Boy, we should add this." And every time I with my kids and I say something, I said, "Dad, why didn't you put that in the book?" Well, you can't remember everything. You it don't come. Everything doesn't come to mind, and you only have so much time and space to put in a book. But it was, I'm glad I did it. I mean, if, if not for anything else, but for my kids and for my grandkids, if, whenever that comes at, at some point in time. But uh, uh, it's, it's, I think it's really an honor and it's, it's very flattering to have someone ask you to write a book. And uh, I didn't think my life was any different really than, than most people's lives out there. And it probably wasn't. But, um, you know, I was able to, to, to make a career out of it in hockey. And, and I've been very, very lucky uh, to, to come to a place like St. Louis and be involved with, with so many great people. And, you know, it's a wonderful community to, to be from, and um, uh, it's it's been really a, a, a really a wonderful ride for me. Pretty damn good career. We are lucky to have you. I we got one text that I have to ask you this. Sure. So earlier today we talked about a story in in soccer where there's a guy that is apparently putting uh, baby oil all over his arm, so he's slippery. It's more difficult to be able to take him down. I asked in during that segment. I would love to get your thoughts on this. Are there hockey players that do stuff like that, whether it be, I mean, probably not baby oil, but putting anything on their jersey to make them more slippery or easier to get out of crowds? Is there anything like that that happens in your time in hockey? Well, not on the jerseys, but I know that the tough guys used to put Vaseline on their faces so that if you got punched, you know, they would slide off it. But that's really the only thing. I, I don't remember anybody putting... Um, anything on the jersey or anything. I mean, uh, I know that in the in the, fir- in the before they really made it legal, the guys used to cut part of their hands out of the gloves so they could grab on to someone's jersey without you know you wouldn't be able to see it because the back of the hand was mm-hmm. on the jersey, but you couldn't see that you were holding them. So I know guys like Bobby Plager that was the older than than we did, but other than that, no, I, I you know what? But why not? You know, if you can get an advantage, and really, uh, what what says that it's not within the rules? I sure. mean, where does it say you can't? I mean, in baseball, you can't use the pine tar on the back for for so far down the you know the bat but if it's in within the rules you know why not and then you know try something until someone tells you can't do it but it, it makes you feel better if it gives you an advantage and and you can get away with it why not bernie last thing we can't tell it on the radio but i guess this is a tease for the book my blues note it's it's bernie federico's life story his career uh the rookie hazing so we, can, we can't tell a rookie <laughs> hazing story no but but if, if you want to do you want to give them a hint so maybe they well no it's it, it's i mean it was something that happened in those days all the time i mean uh you know I was just one of almost every rookie that got it done. I mean, you know, you got, you know, you were <laughs> you were stripped naked. You were you were uh, put up on a table. You had a noose tied around the wrong spot of your body, and you uh, you were there while they shaved you. They they shaved. I mean, whatever they wanted to shave, they were able to shave. So it was one of those things. That, and then it was hot bomb after that, and it was like it was it was pretty messy. And most of the time, you were nicked up. And but you know what? Uh, I guess it was supposed to make you feel like you were part of the team. <laughs> Never really could figure that out, but uh, that's the way it was. But, you know, hazing has been banned in, in, in every sport now, and especially in the colleges and stuff. I and mean, we went through it in junior. You you go through it. It's, you, you know that at some point in time. And, and I guess you feel that you are... You know, you're one of the veterans when, once that happens. So it's it's one of those things. And BK, he came off the ice. He told me the story. He came off the ice. He goes, I knew it was my turn that day. So he, <laughs> yeah. he's up on the table. And if I'm not mistaken, Bernie, uh, I think they coordinated. They they did it that day. They knew his uh, girlfriend slash fiance. Oh, God. Bernadette was coming to town. Yep, they did. They knew it. I was on the way to pick her up at the airport. So they knew it. So it was it was it was. Uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> it was time. It was time. A but, little I mean, different I, than the rookie parties that yeah, they throw but, nowadays. But, I, mean, I, I got it lightly compared to some of the guys that I've, I was around. I mean, I never really took part in it after that. I mean, I never really did. I, I didn't believe in it, and I, and I never, you know, got involved with it. But, I, you know, of course you watch, but the, some of the guys just... Uh, loved it. The guys that got it bad wanted it even worse. So it was kind of, uh, they were the instigators. So yeah, I saw a lot of things happen and um, <laughs> it is, it, and there's nothing you can do. You know, it's a bunch of guys, it's a team, they do what they want to do and uh, you kind of stand by and watch. And so uh, there were some guys that got a lot worse than I did. Bernie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in studio. Thanks so much for hop- stopping by with us today. Man. Gentlemen, my pleasure. It's uh, always good listening to you guys. And you know what? It's it's uh, it's uh, it's good to have hockey back. And let's hope that we can get through this pandemic. With I, I look forward to the day that we can get a full Enterprise Center again because man, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice that there's some people in there, but it'll be really, really nice that we get back to normal and we get a full house because this crowd really, really excites our guys and I know they play much better when when there's a full house. He's Hockey Hall of Famer Bernie Federko. We are sincerely thankful to him for giving us a little bit of time today, and we are lucky to have him here in the St. Louis community. We have so many former Blues that stick around, and you are just one of many that uh, makes us as Blues fans lucky to be able to watch you guys on the broadcast and to hear you guys tell some of these stories about your playing days. Thanks so much for the time today. My pleasure. Thanks kindly. Absolutely. That is Bernie Federko here in on in studio on 101 ESPN. Coming up next, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. We'll get back into Bet It or Forget It here on 101 ESPN.